Welcome to Unity of Tucson. I want to talk about another aspect that is a powerful power that is part of each and every one of us. And it's going to probably sound a little odd. But I have these words written up on my, on my notes screen. The first five words written there are these. Every day, a little death. Wait, what? What do you mean by that? Every day, a little death. Now, besides being rooted in my previous life as a musical theater actor. Those are the lyrics from a song. Um, They're actually very powerful words, and I'm going to tell you why. One of the powers that we have is the power of elimination, the power of release, the power of letting go. And we are always, always giving way to some greater expression of ourselves. And so when I think about those words, every day a little death, that means that some aspect of me is being shed that is no longer required for my most magnificent expression as this thing called life. And we're all going through this, whether we are aware of it or not. It is happening all the time. We are in a consistent state of dying as we shed what no longer works for us. So she, Reverend Felicia, spoke about being in pulpit ministry for 15 years and saying, I am complete with this. I'm going to shed what this looks like, and I'm going to step into something new, which led her into a new career path for the last 10 years. And at some point, she found her way right through those doors, sat down, experienced what there is to experience here, and came and had a chat with me and said, I'm feeling the call once again. And so that's the great thing, is that we are never stuck where we are because we can let go of the things that no longer serve us. And if we are willing to do that, then we are constantly being used as this creative principle. Taking a step into ministry is truly a most profound expression of doing just that, letting go of what you think you know. When we formalize through a ceremony the installation of a minister, it is not, I mean, although we do laugh because life is meant to be joyful, it is a, it is a high calling. It is a very sacred thing that we have just done in installing a new minister. I think about, and I mentioned this in the class a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the power of release, the power of elimination. Um, One of my favorite things that I do every year is take a trip to Kauai, and I go to the Hindu monastery on the island of Kauai, and the monks that are there renounce their lives to such a degree to step into being a Hindu monk that they actually perform funeral rites for their previous life. And then they never speak of that life ever again. And trust me, the people that go to the monastery always get them to try. They always try to get them to speak about their previous life. But it is so ingrained in them that that no longer has relevance for them, that they have stepped into this 
that that release has opened something up in them. We all can do this. When we release ourselves from that which no longer works for us, we open to that infinite power and presence of love to be the guiding force. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Because, boy, do we want to hold on to those things, don't we? Oh, those are the things that have culminated and, and, and show up now as my identity. And what if I let those things go? What happens to my identity? Your identity is always intact because you are always God. Always. You can never not be the infinite the core of who you are. That's your true identity. Everything else that we layer upon that is just stuff. Do I say it? Yes, I say it. One of my favorite gurus is RuPaul. <laughs> you know, RuPaul is a drag queen. And RuPaul basically teaches new thought. If you ever watch any of RuPaul's stuff, RuPaul is teaching new thought all the time. Um, but RuPaul has basically taken this to a degree that to say, we're all born naked, the rest is drag. <laughs> all of it. This is ministerial drag. Right? Everything that we experience is something that we are putting on. But at the core of it all, when we step back and strip it back and strip it back, the only thing we will find is pure love because that's what God is. As ministers, our work is to live by example to the best of our ability. Do we always succeed? Yes. <laughs> Even when it has the appearance of falling down. That is success in the way that we step back up and say, I know who I am. And irrespective of the circumstances, I am not limited by that. We choose to live by example to be that beacon of light, not to tell anyone. And this is very important. It is not my job to tell you what to think ever. My work, my role, the way that I address and, and, and take on my role in this thing called ministry is to say, figure out what you think. Because what you think and the way that it is rooted in belief and rooted in feeling is the way that your life is going to unfold. So it is not up to me to tell you, oh, you should think in this manner because your life will get better. No, you get to decide what you think. That is the great gift of the New Thought Movement. We are not here to tell anybody what to think or what to believe. We are simply offering an opportunity and an avenue to awaken to those things within yourself. You don't need to become a minister to live the most profound expression of this thing called the New Thought Principles. You do not need to be a minister to master this philosophy. Thank God, right? As we choose to live these principles, it is my desire to live them to such a degree that when I am experiencing life out in the world, not just here on stage, but in every moment of my life, that I have a When Harry Met Sally moment. 
to be so effusive and joyful that people look at me and go, I'll have what he's having. (laughs) I am firmly rooted in the belief that a new light, a new expansion and expression of the infinite light is expressing itself, is coming into being in this world. And it is evidenced by the aspects of this thing called life that seem contrary to the light. Because when we see the darkness, it is our work to shine brightly and to not be dimmed, to not be overtaken by the circumstantial darkness, to say, I am the light and this is how I choose to be. My tradition began in another branch of New Thought, and the founder of that branch had this to offer. It would be wonderful indeed if a group of persons should arrive on earth who were for something and against nothing. That would be the summum bonum of human organization, wouldn't it? The Latin phrase there means the highest good, summum bonum, the highest good. My question to you is, are you among that group? Are you among the group who are living life for and never against? What does that mean? For me, what that means is that I find ways to be in cooperation, let go of the perception of competition in anything. It's very easy to fall into competition. We see it all the time, everywhere around us. Are we the ones who are going to align ourselves with the circumstances, or are we going to be the ones who say, irrespective of the circumstances, I choose to love only? Who do you choose to be today? Because that frame of reference, to be the one who says, I will love only, I will forgive everything, and I truly remember who I am, and let this be the guide to life, perhaps that is how we end up being for something and against nothing. Change comes from working for something, not by attacking the conditions as they are. And that's what we tend to do. We look at the conditions and we say, we must change them. That's that coercion. The opposite of power is force. But we equate those things together so frequently. True power is knowing who you are so that you are not rooted in that competition. What many of us forget is that we are here on purpose to be the light, to be the love to be the life of God, expressing itself magnificently. We are here on purpose, whether we know it or not. The nature of this creative spirit, this pure love that we called God, its nature is expressed as light. If it were darkness, it would cease to be. And so its very nature is light. That is the very nature of each and every one of us. The against nothing part of that means that we are not out there trying to coerce conditions to suit us. 
No minister can change anything for you. Do you know that? I mean, do you really know that? Because a lot of people come to me like, I need your help, and I'm happy to illuminate something that I see in you. But real change comes from you doing the work that is yours to do in your own heart. We stand up, we choose to stand up as examples of people who have done a lot of this work and continue to do the work. I don't think any minister in this movement truly expects to be put up on a pedestal. And if you think that I am on a pedestal, knock me down, please. Because I choose to be in this with you. I choose to be in this with you. I've chosen to plug in to be the light. And why I say it that way is because, you know, electricity, that light bulb, only works when it's in the flow, if it's plugged in. The bulb on its own does nothing. It does nothing. It's just a thing. When we are plugged in, that's when the current takes over. Without being part of the flow, what happens? Nothing. So just a spark, that little spark by plugging in pierces the dark. One of the greatest ministers of all time, although he was quite a challenge for many, one of the greatest ministers of all time had this to offer. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. You get to be a spark to pierce the dark. You get to be the one who illumines this world. When you decide that is your path, when I perceive darkness in this world, that is my opportunity to stand up and say, I am a light. When I perceive hate in this world, that is my opportunity to stand up and say, I am love. And this is the truth. And as I express that, as we each and every one of us choose to express what is ours to express, what we find is a shifting collective consciousness that allows love to be the only motivating factor in this world. Now, you may look at the news and you may say, I see everything that is contrary to this. When we look at the news, that is our call to step forth as the light more profoundly. And why? Because one alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. You are the majority, whether you know it or not. We are the spark. We are the light. Never, ever doubt that as we let our light shine, we illumine a path for all. As we illuminate our own path, we illuminate a path for all. And that is what I call, that is what I call being rooted in love. That's being pure love. That's what it is to heed the call, and I'm grateful to you for heeding the call. Peace and blessings to each and every one of you. I am grateful to you for heeding the call. You are magnificent.
The homework. Everybody laughs. <laughs> the homework is this. I've given something similar to this in the past. So I'm going to preface by saying ministry is a verb. It is a doing. It is not a being. I don't stand up here and say, I am a minister, and you must... No. Ministry is a verb. And so what I would like for each and every one of us to do this week is to identify your verb. To identify your verb. What is it that motivates you into action? By asking not what must I do to be, but rather, what is my being leading me to do? I'm going to say those again. Instead of asking, what must I do to be, ask yourself, what is my being leading me to do? The best being translates always into doing, so shine your light, shine your love, and dive in. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.